The following is a live broadcast of a Lone Star Community Radio program. Recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and Facebook.com slash IRLoneStar. For more information on this show, please visit our show page at IRLoneStar.com slash shows. To sponsor or donate to this program, visit our donate page at IRLoneStar.com slash donate, or email us at lscrstudios at gmail.com, or give us a call at 936-666-1084. Lone Star Community Radio production and broadcast is possible by folks like you. So sponsor and donate today. Hey, this is Lowe with Soul Harbor, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZWLP Conroe and 106.1 KZCCLP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. Good afternoon. Welcome to the Extension Hour. I'm Amy Ressler, County Extension Agent, Family and Community Health. I've got my best coworkers in the whole wide world here with me, Justin Signs, 4-H Youth Development Program, Urban Youth Development, I'm like, and then Michelle Mahalik, 4-H Program Development agent too so yeah we we like lots of words in extension and i'm just like get it i'm excited about this what we're going to do today so we're going to do a little bit of a different type of um scenario than um what we normally do we have we talk about our people our programs our partnerships we're all about helping texans better their lives and one way we do that is through 4-h and with our um, 4-h program is really a lot of our people our programs our partnerships and and i feel like um, 4-h is really like the cornerstone of the extension program and and you know youth are our future and we're training them to be better citizens better people so there's just so much value in what we do in the 4-h program so what we wanted to do is take about three of our shows and talk about kind of 4-h basics so um our we're gonna we're gonna be very conversational today as we usually are and we will just kind of talk about um some of the things in 4-h and this would be very similar to if you were to come to the office or to call on the phone and say, okay, tell me, tell me about this or tell me about that, tell me about 4-H. Um, so just by listening in on the conversation, hopefully you'll pick up um, some of the things that like we would say to you if you came to our office. Um, so first thing that I would say is, who are you? <laughs> Hi, my name is so-and-so. And then you would say, welcome to the 4-H program. Um, for me, the 30-second elevator speech about 4-H is that it is a community of young people from across America who are learning leadership, citizenship, and life skills. Um, it kind of sums it all up. We have a, a wide variety of activities that go on in Montgomery County, and we can help you find a, a niche where you want to be. And then I would say, hi, my name is Amy. You are? Justin Signs. I'm the Urban Youth. And so with Forge, there's many facets that go with it. But like Michelle said, you know, it's basically an organization for kids. And no matter what your interest is, there's something for everybody in 4-H. And that's the quick definition of 4-H. But there's a whole universe to 4-H. And that's what we're going to explore over the next three shows. All right. So let's... Um, I think sometimes when you are trying to describe what something is, because something as big as 4-H, it is difficult to describe. So maybe what if we start out with some of the things that 4-H is not? Because sometimes people get sort of confused because there's a lot of youth development programs out there. So 4-H is not. 
FFA, for example, um, we're n it's not necessarily in the schools. I mean, we do have curriculum enrichment. We have done shows about curriculum enrichment, and we could talk um, more in depth about that. But um, what are some of the things that you hear or some of the things that you think that it's a common misperception about 4-H that people have? It's livestock. Only, right? And everybody thinks an that they that's the only thing we do in 4-H is show livestock. We get a lot of wonderful publicity around our livestock shows being so close to Houston and Montgomery County Fair is a really big deal here um, as it is in any county um, but we try to encourage people and let them know that it is so much more than just the livestock projects. Livestock projects are probably one tenth of the opportunities that are available in the 4-H program. Um, with 4-H we use projects as tools to teach students life skills, responsibility, caring. Um, so they have, uh, that can run anywhere from foods and nutrition, dog projects, shooting sports, uh, robotics. Photography. Um interior and home design. Um, we had an agent yesterday when we were talking about this, they asked, you know, um, when kids ask her, you know, what can you do in 4-H? She says, you tell me what you want to do and I'll tell you if you can do it in 4-H. And mm. most of the time, there's always something you can do it, mm. as far as a project goes. Okay, so a little bit about what 4-H is not. So it's more than just livestock. Sometimes we say cows, sows, and plows. So it's way more than that. <laughs> well, and we have tons of kids that have been extremely active mm. in the program over the years that have never had any kind of livestock project responsibility whatsoever. They've completely done a variety of other things. All right. And we'll talk more about the types of projects that you can do and, and kind of what we call the big five areas in 4-H. But um, let's talk a little bit about... So what is 4-H? You, you gave your, um, the very nice little definition there, but so what, what would you say, I mean, and, and what you just said was, was perfect, but just kind of in general, when people ask you, what is 4-H? What do people do? What, what kinds of answers do you have for them? It's a club for kids. Um, it's a club for kids who are in grades third through 12th grade is typically our, our audience, but we also have some activities for younger kids, for Clover kids, which is going to be K through second, but we are limited on those projects. But um, it's for anyone who has wants to learn about something new and get leadership and community service activities from a, a, an organization and be a part of something. For me, it is Sunday potluck dinner. When you go to the potluck, you go down the table the first time and you take a little bite of the things that kind of look good to you. Mm -hmm. And you go sit down and eat, and, oh, that didn't taste very good. I don't want any more of that. But, man, that was really good. So you go back to the table for seconds, and you get big heaping scoopfuls of the things that you liked. You dig a whole lot deeper in the things you liked. And for me, it's a, a, a way for youth to be able to investigate those interests um, and build that interest in something they're getting some career exploration out of it. We have speakers come in or they're interacting with people in whatever industry and area that their project interests are. So they're kind of seeing what's out there in the big world. Um, it's a safe place to test those things. So all of us are scared of public speaking. Um, this is a, 
an opportunity and a place where you get a chance to practice talking in front of people and you can feel 99.9% confident that nobody's going to make fun of you. Nobody's going to, you know, say that was horrible. They're going to encourage you until you did a good job and help you do better the next time. So it's a safe place to try new things. And it really is a great place to build life skills, like you're talking about the public speaking. Um, record keeping is a big one. <laughs> we can talk more about that in, a, in another show as well. But, um, you know, in community service, giving back to the community and the people who have done things for you and kind of paying it forward even, so helping others um, through 4-H is another uh, great thing. So someone comes in, calls, whatever, finds us online, right? So we have a Facebook page. We have Instagram. We have, I'm looking at you, Justin, you're like the social media dude. Yes, we do have an active Facebook page, and we're getting active more with our Instagram. Um, we are even trying to get on TikTok now if that is going to last or not. Um, and we are starting to build our YouTube channel as well. So we are trying to get a little bit more presence on social media because we do know that when folks do have an interest in um, 4-H that might not always be from 8 to 5 when we're at the office. It might be after hours. So we try to make our information available for them online as much as possible. Okay, so somebody's seen something online. Um, it, they heard a friend talk about 4-H. So, you know, they come to you and they say, okay, what, what, what do I do? How do I join? Where do I start? What do you tell them? So if they call the office, uh, most likely they're going to get um, our first line of defense, Miss Jennifer Dirks, who is our all-star answering the phone, and she's going to give them the the low demo like we just mentioned here, but she's going to give, um, she will take their information and we'll, what we like to do is we like to offer them to visit a 4-H club if they're interested in joining 4-H to check out different 4-H clubs within our county. And we have over 25 clubs, 20, 25 clubs Somewhere here in between. Montgomery uh, County Fort. So there's, there's something for everybody and there's something for, and there's, they're located somewhere closely, close mm -hmm. to you. Um, so we, like I said, we encourage them to visit a couple of them, try them out, see what's going to work for their schedule, um, for the day that they have open and kind of what's going to fit them best. And, um, as far as the different clubs, there's going to be a little different dynamics from each club, but you know, they'll fit in one of them. Yeah. And we'd mentioned too, one, like one of the reasons why you kind of go, uh, how many clubs do we have? There is the opportunity to develop a new club if there's not one that fits your needs or, um, you know, if, if, if there's some reason the new clubs can be developed and so that's why sometimes it's uh how many clubs are there and what we're talking about today um we're, we're talking specifically about montgomery county obviously because we're in montgomery county and we um that's the the county that we work for but what we're talking about is true pretty much in any county that um in texas if you wanted to join 4-h contact your local county extension office and um, you're going to get some of the same information that we're giving um, here. So um, clubs, you look for a club that you're interested in and you take the, the potluck challenge and you go try out a few things. Go try out a few things. All of the clubs are run by volunteer leaders um, that, are, that have stepped up into the role of a club manager or an assistant manager. Um, most of our clubs in the county are community clubs, so they're based around a geographic area. And so the, the club takes on the personality of the people that are in that club. What kinds of things are they interested in? What kinds of activities do they do? So we've kind of started uh, encouraging them to go and visit two or three clubs. 
Um, one that fits their time and schedule, like Justin said, one that you, they meet on a monthly basis. They meet on, if that club meets on the third Monday of the month, then between September and May, they're going to meet on the third Monday, barring holidays or vacations, and uh, go from there. So if it fits your time frame, it fits your schedule, if you've got football practice every Thursday night, you're probably not going to fit a club. Pick a club that meets on Thursday nights and conflicts with your football practice. So one, find one that is close to you and fits your schedule. And that's, that would be the primary thing to look for. Um, we also encourage you to look for a club that may have children that go to the same type of school that your child goes to or the same school that your kid your child goes to so that they might know somebody when they get there and it's not quite so scary to walk into a room full of people that you don't know maybe they'll see someone there that they know and the third prospect is one that has a project that you're interested in and project is just subject matter or your area of interest what do you like to do um, not every club has all 44 uh, curriculum-based projects in it. Um, they recruit, club managers recruit volunteer leaders to be project leaders in whatever projects are most, have the most interest within that club. So if there's only one child that wants to do a swine project, then there's probably not been a volunteer leader recruited for swine project. But if you've got 10 kids that are doing fashion and interior design or interested in fashion interior design, then they've probably tried to recruit or have recruited a project leader for that project. So try those three things, visit those three types of clubs, and you decide where you think your family would be the happiest. Um, it gets, you know, the later in the season we get, the harder it gets to have time to go visit more clubs. Um, but at this time of year, we, there shouldn't be any problems. Okay. And just to reiterate kind of what you're saying, there's no rules. Like, there's no assignment. If you live here, you have to be in this club. Or if you go to this school, you have to go be in this club. It's really a matter of finding the one that fits what you need. If, if you live in Magnolia and... And the Splendora 4-H it has the perfect fit for you, and you want to drive across the county to do that, you can. And we do have a 4-H year that goes along with the school year, basically. So September to October. No, September to August. <laughs> that would be a really short year, right? So September to August. Um, and ideally, people will join within the first few months of that. But they can join, like, at any time. Um, so just, again, a matter of finding uh, the, cl the club that works, works best for you. And then you join. Okay, so you have to sign up first, or you go visit clubs first. Ah, that's a kind of, of the a catch-22. Yeah. Um, kind of both at the same time. For right now, um, the enrollment fee for the 4-H program is $25. October the 31st, it will go up to $30. Um, other than that, there is no deadline for getting enrolled in 4-H on, in the online system. So we have a brand-new system this year. Um, we've been doing online enrollment for several years now, but we have a new version of 4-H online. 
Um, you can go there and set up a profile and go ahead and enroll. If you're not sure which club you want yet, you can select the one you think you're going to use. And then if you discover that that's not going to work for you or you've, you find one you like better, um, you can enroll in, you can add that to the list or you can switch out. The, and there's not a limit to the number of clubs you can enroll in. It's just a limit to your time as to how many you can fully participate in. So uh, 4-H online is uh, the enrollment process. So how do you find that? So if you go to the website, texas.4honline.com, that's going to be the website where you sign up. And it's, it, um, it'll ask you for, uh, to create a profile. From there, you'll put in your address and an email, and it'll take you through the steps of getting your contact information along with what school you're going to be going to, how old, you, how old your child is, just some of the general information. And from there, you'll be able to um, choose from a list of our chartered forge clubs here in Montgomery County. Okay, so it's it's a pretty pretty easy process to do. Like as as you mentioned, there is a, a slight there's a small enrollment fee, twenty five dollars in the first few months, thirty dollars after that. But you know, I'm thinking of some of the the kinds of things that we spend money on for children that um, can be really really expensive. So twenty five is is really a, a a bargain, I think. So it, especially compared to what you get back from that, but. I also think what you get back from being in 4-H has a lot to do with what you put in to 4-H um, as well. So um, as you mentioned, trying to find the um, it, find the club that you want, um, the ty different types of club, and then you're going to pick a project as well. Well, we, we just barely yes. touched on the different types of clubs. Okay. Um, in Montgomery County, we're fortunate to have some specific project clubs. So I mentioned a while ago, there's clubs that are community clubs that are, are focused around the geographic area from where that club meets. Um, in addition to that, we have four project clubs that are solely focused around the subject matter interest of kids that are interested in that specific project. So um, those four clubs are horse, dog, uh, shooting sports, and shotgun. Um, so they have the opportunity to to focus on only one single project when they join those clubs and the other clubs offer most of the projects that kids would be interested in okay so it's just a matter again of, of what you're interested in and you could join more than one mm -hmm. if you wanted to um, but you're really only required I guess I don't even know if required's the word but um, one club is, is is sufficient and you can get again what you need based on what you put in and even if you're in a project club you could still participate in other projects as well correct and even if if you're in a community club you can still participate in some of the project activities that are hosted by that project club for example our county 4-H horsemanship club hosts the four practice shows um, and four clinics throughout the year. And those practice shows and clinics are open to any 4-H member across the county that's interested in the horse project um, and wants to participate. So, you know, it sounds like it could be, when, it, when you first start talking about 4-H, it sounds like it can be really overwhelming, right? Um, that there's so much you can do that it's really hard to know where to get started. But um, I think you've mentioned this a couple of times about having, a, there's a lot of project leaders that are available to help with that. There's, we have a lot of families that are like, 
second, third, fourth generation 4-H families, right? And then we have some families that have never even heard of 4-H until somebody had mentioned it, and um, they're just now getting started. But there is help and support, like from the extension office, from the agents, um, and from project leaders and people who have been um, involved in the past. So we're going to um, talk a little bit more uh, about projects, picking projects, project expectations, those kinds of things. Um, but we're going to take a break first, and then we'll be back to get to really um, dive into those kinds of things because there's a lot just about projects. Um, and we'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to the Extension Hour where we talk about our people, our programs, and our partnerships in Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. And today we are focusing on 4-H because there are so many opportunities in 4-H. And we'll be back in just a minute. Family and community health programs provide science-based education designed to improve the overall health and wellness of individuals, families, and communities. Developed by experts and delivered locally, topics include child and adult health, nutrition, child care, financial management, passenger and community safety, and building strong families, all encouraging lifelong health and well-being for every person, every family, and every community. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension helping Texans make their lives better. A Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's radio station with talk, music, weather, and traffic for Montgomery County. Have a question or comment about one of our shows? Want to know how to reach a host? Just contact the station at IRLoneStar.com or call in and leave a message at 936 647 3776. Get involved with your community with Lone Star Community Radio. What can the Better Living for Texans program do for you? You can learn how to increase your consumption of fruits and vegetables, choose foods that are relatively inexpensive and good to eat, make your food dollars last longer, prepare quick, nutritious meals, help your children learn how to eat healthier snacks, and much more. Our program is committed to helping people like you improve your health through providing research-based nutrition education in a friendly, cost-free, and relaxed environment. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make their lives better. Welcome back. This is the Extension Hour, Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. Cornerstone of Extension is 4-H. Um, just, we just passed 100 and... It was 1902, so how many years? Two, how many years? 112, <laughs> I think. We was 1908 is when Forge started, so we're at 112 years old. So it has been around for a while. Um, so there are what we consider very traditional 4-H projects, traditional 4-H, um, just traditional, like the way we do it. But then there's also some things like you would never even have imagined that 4-H would um, be doing. And so... Um, you know, there's there's just, it's, it's a lot. So that's what we're talking about today. We're trying to um, provide information um, for people that might be wondering more about how to join 4-H, what to do, where to even start. So we talked a little bit about how to use um, 4-H online. That's a great way to get started in 4-H. Um, also, uh, Michelle mentioned that the potluck buffet um, concept of try out a few different things to find out what you like, what works for you. Um, and then once you choose that, once you try to narrow it down, and even when you narrow it down, right, you don't have to stay in that 4-H club. or Because you had mentioned sometimes um, 
choosing your club based on your availability. So this, the other kinds of things that you have going on in your life and your schedule. And so um, maybe you join a club that's always meeting on Thursday nights and then something else, you know, something happens, you change grades and your, you know, grades in school and then your um, schedule changes. And so maybe that club doesn't work very well for you anymore. And you can go to another club. That's one of the great things about 4-H. There is so much, you, so many opportunities. Again, that's one of the things that can be overwhelming about 4-H because there's so many opportunities. So how do you even narrow down? Um, but you've joined 4-H, you're going to a meeting. But what to ex- what do you expect at your first meeting? Like, what's gonna what's gonna happen? Are you gonna have to like say a pledge? Are you going to have to sign your life away? <laughs> so we do have a pledge. We, have a pledge. <laughs> we do have we have the 4-H pledge. Um, that all, we ask all our kids to at, at some point in their career to memorize. And it's, um, I pledge my head to clear thinking, my heart to greater loyalty, my hands to larger service, and my health for better living for my club, my community, my country, and my world. And we'd like to start off our meetings with that just to remind all our fortunes of what, what 4-H is and what the goal of 4-H is. It's, it's for our clubs, our community, our country, and our world, and how we're going to use those 4-Hs in our everyday lives. Um, but we're going to start off with inspiration and opening ceremonies with our pledges and our motto to make the best better. And we're going to each, most of the clubs have an officer team and those young folks are elected to those positions and they're actually going to be running the club meetings. It's not a, a, a meeting where the adults run it and you sit there. It's the kids are, it's a kid run club. And so from there, we're going to actually have a full agenda of business that we're going to get through. We're going to have minutes from the last meeting that the secretary recorded. We're going to have a treasurer's report if our clubs do have, some of them do have bank accounts. Then we're going to go into old business, what we talked about the last meeting, if we need to rediscuss it. And then new business. Typically in those new businesses, we're going to talk about community service projects we are going to have for the upcoming month or the next, the following months, fundraisers. Um, if we're going to be doing any other, um, you know, donations to anything or just important information that the club is going to be having. Then we typically have a program. And as we mentioned before, we'll have guest speakers, folks from the fire department, um, gay wardens will come in, folks from the 911 services. And I, I think you mentioned we had a story with someone who um, we had a speaker. You want to share that? One of our clubs had a speaker. Gosh, it's been four or five years ago now, but had someone from 911 Dispatch come and speak at their club meeting. Um, a part of that program and educational experience was the dispatcher talking to the 4-H members about how to make a 911 call, how to stay calm, how to stay on the phone, how to give the address you're at, and all of those kinds of things. And then about two weeks later, A young lady in the club saved her mother's life by following the guidelines and the steps that she learned at that club meeting um, through that educational program. So that was a really neat outcome for positive experience and the educational aspect of it. And there was also a story uh, about a year ago of of two girls who got lost in the woods in California, Mm -hmm. and they were able to survive uh, overnight or a couple of days because of the, um, the knowledge they gained in the 4-H program and from the, the speakers that they had at their, their meetings. So we, it, it doesn't seem like an important topic at the time, but we really do try to bring in speakers that are going to have an impact on our kids' lives at some point. Mm-hmm. And then we like to end the meeting with some type of recreation, some type of fun, um, some type of team-building games that kids get to interact. And then most of the times we'll have some type of light refreshments for them. Um, so we typically 
try to keep our meetings to one hour because we know everybody's time is valuable now. So we don't want to waste people's time coming to a meeting that's only 15 minutes, 10 minutes long, or having to stay for two hours. So we try to keep it at that one hour limit um, just so we can get our information in and we can get folks out in time. Because most of the time these meetings are going to be held during the um, the school week. So we don't want to keep kids out too late so they can get home and do their homework. Right. So, you know, besides calling 911 or getting lost in the woods, like going to a meeting sounds really, sounds like it could be kind of boring, right? Like, why do you go to a meeting and why do you have to do this every month? Um, but we've mentioned already that there's a lot of life skills that we're learning or that, that kids are learning. And I'm saying kids, sometimes adults are learning parents. this as well, right? So just what... What you just described um, has a lot of aspects to life lessons that are learning. So learning, kids are learning how to plan an event. So whether it's the, the event is the meeting or other types of projects that they might be doing, like they do some group community service events and that kind of thing, they have to think through, like, how do all those things work? So they have to think through how to organize it. And then also they're learning parliamentary procedure, which has a lot to do with just respecting other people and civil dialogue. Um, they're learning how to conduct business, so like how to get things done. Just Things don't just happen just because you want them to happen. Um, and then the... Um, Having the guest speakers helps emphasize that idea of always learning something new. Um, and then, you know, the, the, the recreation, physical activity is really important for everyone. Um, helps our brains work. The refreshments, hopefully they're nutritious. So we're also learning about nutrition. Well, and, and with the recreation, mm -hmm. they're, they're learning cooperation. They're learning team building kinds of things. But that's also the bonding time for those kids to become that family because for me and I know Justin has this experience with his 4-H as a 4-H'er it's a family you you aren't just going to a club meeting if you put in the effort to fully participate in that club it becomes a family and you wind up with a whole lot of aunts and uncles and second moms and second dads and a whole lot of cousins that it a, it's a big family that you wind up in. And what we talked about too with it being kind of overwhelming, there's so much to do, so that family kind of helps guide you along the way. So there's usually someone who has done one of the 4-H projects before, knows a little bit about a contest and how it works, or sometimes we come up with new contests in 4-H. And so the family kind of learns together how to do it, and so it's not just people, you know, out on their own trying to figure out how to, how to, how to do 4-H. <laughs> Okay, so the meetings, uh, what to expect. Um, we talked about uh, choosing a project, and that's another important part of it. So, um, and you touched on this just a little bit, like what are your interests, right? So this first thing kind of you start with. But we do have in Texas 4-H what they call kind of like the big five, right? So they kind of clump air, not clump, that's not a very good, I'm trying to think of a very, I'm much more eloquent. They, they categorize. Thank you. They categorize projects in, in uh, five areas. You want to tell us what those are? Sure. Agriculture and livestock, um, family and community health, natural resources, leadership and citizenship, and then science, technology, engineering, and math. So they have 44 projects listed, and they, that's because that we have curricula, um, project guides that go along with those 44 projects. 
you're not by any means completely limited to those projects. If there's something else we can help you, if you have an interest in something besides that, but they're pretty broad, broad topics, broad subject matters that could include a lot of things that are, are, would be of interest. Yeah. Okay, so we mentioned uh, cows, plows, and sows, or livestock shows. That's one of the things that people first think about when they think about, um, sometimes when they think about 4-H, they think about the animal projects. So that includes pretty much any kind of livestock species that are available, right? Or that, that live does. on this planet. It does. Um, beef cattle, dairy cattle, dog care and training, goats, dairy goats, and, and hair goats. Now, um, the hair goats don't do real well in our part of the country. Mm-hmm. Um, meat goats, horse. But then we have horticulture, um, a really strong junior master gardener program in the Montgomery County area. Um, even if you don't have or own or have the ability to own livestock, there's the opportunity to do livestock judging. Um, and that's just learning observation skills and being able to make decision-making within that um, topic or subject matter. Meat science, poultry, rabbit, sheep, soil, and crop science, swine, and veterinary science. And vet science has really um, grown the last few years. Um, We have a curriculum that is um, set by the state and a two and a half year program if they do the expedited program um, and go through a series of lessons and at the end of the lessons and their um, work experience then they can test to become a certified certified assistant assistant vet assistant Um, I get confused between technician and assistant and i always say the wrong thing yeah because with the assistant uh they they can take the state certified tests but with the technician you have to go to i believe a two-year college technician requires a college degree but is that's pretty cool it is that you can be ready to work as soon as you're ready finish high school and if, if that's what sooner. you're interested in and i think another cool thing about well so veterinarians is a as a an area that I think of often as far as their career choice. So there's lots of kids that think, oh, I want to be a veterinarian. Um, they go through this course, and then it kind of confirms or denies <laughs> that they really want to be a veterinarian, right? Yes. And the other thing that um, I discovered the hard way, I did interview for vet school. Um, but the fact that I had not ever worked for a veterinarian or at a vet office um, was a huge detriment to me being able to to move forward with that. Mm-hmm. Um, with that interview to vet school, they wanted to know that I fully understood the responsibilities and capabilities and financial investment that was required to be a veterinarian or to own a vet, um, a vet office. Uh, so the, had I gone through a program like this, I would have been in much better shape to be able to interview and be accepted. And that's probably one of the most formal career prep yes. training things that we have in 4-H. But all of the projects in the project areas, um, many of them lead to careers. And then even if they don't lead to careers, they lead to, to um, hobbies or you know, personal enrichment types of activities that people want to do with whatever job that they do, that they do choose. 
And um, so, okay, agriculture is one of them, family and community health. That's the one I like. <laughs> a little biased. Um, that's uh, all about families and health. So food show, fashion show, those kinds of things. That's what you take leadership mostly in, Justin, right? I took a little bit with the help of our FCS, FCH agent. Um, but we do have probably one of our more popular uh, projects right now is food and nutrition. And with that project, we have a couple of contests. So with food and nutrition, we're going to learn all about the foods and the nutrition that comes with it. And so we want to make learning fun and engaging. And so to, t- to test our knowledge on that, we have 4-H contest. And one of the contests we have is the 4-H food challenge. And the 4-H food challenge is kind of, I believe it's like Chopped, I believe is a show we can kind of relate it to. Mm-hmm. It's a team effort, three, two, five, four. 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 Three or four. Three or four. We've changed it. We've changed. I think it's three to four. I think it's three to four. Up to four members. Up to four members. You have to have at least three, not more than four. Yeah. (laughs) Three to four members uh, on your team, and you're going to have 40 minutes. You'll have a tote with a designated kitchen supply list that you can have, and you'll have a bag of mystery ingredients. And so you're going to take those ingredients. You're going to have to uh, prepare a dish, plate it, and be able to have a nutritional analysis with it, and then also a budget analysis with that. And so it really involves a lot of teamwork because typically it's going to be divvied up in those 40 minutes to be effective with our time. We'll have a few uh, kids who are going to actually take part in actually prepping the food, cooking it, and we're going to have another um, youth who's going to be quickly working to put together the uh, food analysis, telling us all about the vitamins that are going to be in the, um, the dish and what they're going to, what, how they help our bodies grow and maintain. And then we're going to have someone who's going to kind of crunch the numbers and what did this meal actually cost per plate? And then that's, so that's a team contest. And if you're not interested in being on a team or eat, you know, whatever, don't have enough time to, to get together with team, there's also food show, which is an individual contest as well. So food show came before food challenge and that's one of our more traditional contests. And so we're going to have a, a different, we'll have a theme for the year and within that theme, we're going to have categories in there. So I think main dish is going to be one of the categories. So you're going to make a dish and you're going to present it to the judges. Tell them all about the nutritional value of that dish, how you made it. Um, your kitchen safety, we want to be safe. So we're going to talk about kitchen safety, uh, making um, sure we follow all those precautions. And we're going to um, separate, clean, chill, and cook. And if you don't know what all those are about, come join Fortune. We'll be happy to explain <laughs> to you our food safety protocols. And I think, so mentioning that too, right? So someone could be listening to this going, okay, sh- you know, showing an animal, how do I even know where to start? And doing a, a food show or some type of contest, like how am I going to know how to do the nutritional analysis? So 4-H is about way more than just contest. So contest is something that you can do. So it's a culmination of everything that you've learned. But there's a lot of learning that goes into prior to the um, contest as well. So just, you know, I wanted to make sure that we were clear on that. And, yeah, and we're not just going to throw you in the fire. Right. And that's what you're going to learn at those project meetings and the club meetings and um, all of the work that you do ahead of time. So, you know, whether you ever do a contest or not, and contests definitely are, are fun and exciting, and, and there's some people that that's really what a motivator is for them. But whether it, that's a motivator for you or not, everything that you're going to learn ahead of time is going to help you and again put you that much further ahead in your in your journey of life Um, because everything that we're talking about again you know maybe you're learning about animals or you're learning about food but all of the other things that we mentioned before with the planning and the organizing and and respect and and responsibility and public speaking all of those things go along with it too so you're learning that along the way 
we sneak it in. <laughs> yeah, and you're, I, that is you're a cool part of it. You're having fun. Uh-huh. Prepping a dinner for a food challenge, doing a practice for food challenge. And while you're having fun with your friends doing that, you're learning how to communicate. You're learning how to work together. You're learning how to delegate. Um, there's all those little things that you have to figure out in the process. And you don't realize that you're learning a life skill because you're just having fun doing it. Right. Yeah, which I think... Yeah, again, it's one of those those great things about it because you're learning it along the way. Okay, so we are going to take another little break. We're going to come back and uh, we'll kind of circle back with some of those, like the new, the things that you need to know if the 4-H is brand new to you. So some like top five tips of um, what to think about when you want to join 4-H. Um, and then in future shows, we're going to talk even more in depth because we only did two of those big five. Um, so we'll talk about a few of those others. And we, I think we've got so much more to uh, cover. And we will do that when we come back after this break and then in future shows as well. So stay tuned. You're going to need me. You're going to need us. All of us. You're going to need our help with your water, your air, your food. You're going to need our determination our compassion. You're going to need the next generation of leaders to face the challenges the future will bring. And we promise we'll be there when you need us. Today, 4-H is growing the next generation of leaders. A Lone Star Community Radio is looking for those who are interested in hosting their own talk show with monthly and weekly slots available on Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and on IRLoneStar.com. Start your own podcast, create your first YouTube channel, and be on TV. Contact Lone Star Community Radio online at IRLoneStar.com or call the station message line at 936 647 3776 to take your first step into the radio world. We have the safest food supply in the world. Strict laws and regulations restrict the usage of hormones, antibiotics, and pesticides within our food supply. Production agriculture practices and technologies such as the use of GMOs, which is not any more or less risky than conventional crop production has allowed American farmers to produce more food on less acres in environmentally sound ways. Find out more online at pathtoplate.tamu.edu. We are Texas A&M AgriLife Extension, helping Texans make lives better. Welcome back. We're talking about 4-H with Michelle and Justin. They are our county extension agents for 4-H. So 4-H and urban youth development, both of those are part of the extension program. So Texas A&M AgriLife Extension Service. We're all about helping Texans make their lives better. And 4-H is definitely one of those ways that that happens, particularly for our youth. So um, for our youth, but we also mentioned adult volunteers. And so in future programs, we're gonna talk too about how adults can get involved and, and who are our adult volunteers and that kind of thing. But um, we've been talking just a, a lot about 4-H and how to join a club. And you start up 4-H online, the enrollment process, um, find a club, start thinking about projects that you might want to participate in. Um, but we, um, I'm putting uh, Michelle and Justin on the spot to see what are the, and I was gonna, like I was gonna have you guys do this separately, right? Come up with your own top five list, but teamwork makes the dream work, right? So you guys are working together. 
together <laughs> with the, the top five. And even if you have more than uh, top five. With 10, Ooh, let's do a top ten. So do you, you want me to keep talking till you come up with those no, top ten? <laughs> All right. So these are like things that you need to know. Very 4-H basics. So starting at the beginning, what are your top tips? I jump in and try everything you have an interest in. Um, don't hang back and you know wait in the shadows. Do go to your club meeting. Do participate in your club meeting. The more interaction you have with those other 4-H members, the, the quicker you're going to become a part of that family and nurture those connections. I would say definitely don't be afraid to try new things. I know as a young kid myself, I was very timid about trying new things, but my club manager was my aunt. And so when she had an idea to try something new, I was often the guinea pig. <laughs> and um, at the time, I I was one that got pushed into doing it. At the time, it was something I wasn't sure why I was doing it. But afterwards, looking back, you realize the reason why she pushed us to it. We learned new things. We enjoyed the things we did. So sometimes you just, you just got to take the leap of faith, uh, whether it's yours or your aunt who's <laughs> pushing it. But it's definitely worth it. Strongly encouraged. Strongly encouraged, yes. And I can agree with that. As the county agent's daughter, I was also the guinea pig for some of those project areas. So definitely trying new things um, turned out to be good in the long run. Um, stretch your comfort zone. I, that's To me, that's probably the ultimate thing that we do in the 4-H program or, or opportunity you have in the 4-H program it is a great opportunity to get out and try something new in a in a safe environment for the most part like we said a while ago you're going to be encouraged you're going to be um, supported when you try those new things and just get outside of your comfort zone and grow so that you're well-rounded in the long run the other thing would be ask questions. Um, mm -hmm. if, you, if you're not sure how to proceed with the project, or you're not sure where, where the club's meeting, or you're not sure what you're supposed to be doing, ask questions no matter uh, what the question is. The club manager or another Forge family or even the extension office will be more than happy to help you. Um, but we can't help if we don't know. So there's no stupid questions. Okay. What's the next one? Definitely have fun. Um, I think, like you had mentioned earlier, it's all about what you put into it. Mm -hmm. So if you're gonna come and you're gonna be discouraged, you're, you come in with a um, discouraged already, you know, you're gonna get what you're, you're gonna feel discouraged when you come to a Forge Mini. But if you come open-minded, you're willing to stretch your, comfort, uh, your, stretch your comfort zone, try new things, and be open-minded about it and have fun, you'll get a lot more out of the Forge program. And in general, Forge is always fun. Well, and don't be afraid of failure. Mm. Um, sometimes, in a, uh, and, and you'll discover this as you gain more experience and mature, but sometimes we learn more from our failures than we do from our successes. Um, if it was easy, then it didn't, it didn't stretch that comfort zone. If it was easy to get done, it, it didn't, you didn't get as much out of it. So don't be afraid of failure. Try new things. Um, if you fail, then you know what the problem was and you know how to, to do better the next time. You'll know where you need to practice more, what you need to try to do differently the next time to have success. 
Okay, those are great, great tips um, all about learning more about 4-H. So like we said in the beginning, like sometimes the, 4-H, there's so much that you can do that it can become overwhelming, but you do have to be just a little uncomfortable, ask more questions, don't be afraid of failing, and um, just do, do your best. So the, the 4-H motto, to make the best better. Um, so everybody's doing the best that they can, you know, life is kind of crazy sometimes, and it's some, sometimes it can be difficult, but we're all doing the best we can. And 4-H is one of those things that can help us do and be just a little bit better. Um, and again, whether you're a youth in 4-H or an adult helping with 4-H. Um, okay, so we've talked a lot about this. Like, how do I, how do I find out more information? Texas4h.org, tmu.edu, Google, just Google Texas4h, and you will get some websites, right? Texas4-h.tamu.edu will get you to the state 4-H webpage and give you a broad scope idea of the projects that are out there and the contests that are related to those projects. Um, you can, should be able to Google Montgomery County, Texas 4-H. Emphasis on the Texas. Emphasis on the Texas. Um, and you'll find our county 4-H webpage um, with the newsletters and weekly updates and all of the activities that we have going on. Um, anything that's publicized in those documents is open to any 4-H member to participate in. Um, so get out there and try new things. Mm -hmm. um, if you if you aren't if if the project leaders and club managers aren't familiar or, or aren't able to answer the questions that you have, you can always call the extension office and we'll try to help um, help teach you and help teach them so they can support you. And what is that number at the extension office? 936-539-7823, extension 3. Or you can you can stop by and see us too. So we've talked about you know sometimes people do come to the extension office. Sometimes you have to turn in paper forms and that kind of thing at the office. Um, Ninety twenty Airport Road, so nine zero two zero Airport Road in Conroe, right across the street from Lone Star Convention Center. Um, YouTube, Facebook, yes, Instagram. We do have um, Moco Four H, I think, is what we have for our. Facebook and on Instagram, we're Moco Texas 4H. Because as Michelle mentioned, we have gotten a couple of calls from Alabama and other states mm -hmm. inquiring about things that they saw in their state and they just Googled us and we came up first. So lots of ways to get in, uh, in contact with us, lots yep. of um, opportunities to learn more about 4-H, lots of opportunities to just jump in and, and get it done. So thank you so much for listening today, all about what is 4-H, our 4-H basics. We're going to be back um, in the future shows. We're going to talk in more detail. So, you know, once you've got that, the basics under your belt, we'll go to the next thing. And um, thank you so much for joining us today on the Extension Hour, and we'll see you next time here on 104.5 and 106.1 um, worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. We're also um, on YouTube so that we have a, a Montgomery County YouTube page and you can go back and watch all of the shows that we have. Um, we'll be back. It was good talking with you. See you soon. Today's show was recorded and broadcasted live on IRLoneStar.com, Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1, and all rights and ownership are reserved to Lone Star Community Radio. 
More information regarding this program and Lone Star Community Radio, visit us online at IRLoneStar.com. Lone Star Community Radio is Montgomery County's community radio station, serving the community with local programming on TV, radio, and online. If you enjoy today's program, please support us by sponsorship or starting your own show. Contact us today by phone or text at 936-666-1084 or email the station at lscrstudios at gmail.com.